Now, after that, uh, I'd probably give Matilda an 8, I think. Uh, there were flaws. There were definitely flaws. It didn't work all the way through. Um, but Kenneth Lonegren has returned from the wilderness uh, unexpectedly with a very low-key but extremely prominent Oscar bait film, Manchester by the Sea. It stars Casey Affleck, who is shown as a very surly, withdrawn, belligerent janitor working in a dodgy part of uh, Boston, uh, Massachusetts, and living a solitary life and being as unfriendly as it's possible for a person to be. Not as in a, in a totally horrible way, but definitely somebody that pushes people away as much as possible. We seem riling up very easy, especially with uh, difficult tenants. He works fixing um, their showers and, and doing janitorial work around these apartment buildings in, in Boston. And anytime they back, arc up at him, he, he arcs up back, he gets in bar fights. And early on in proceedings, uh, we find out that his uh, brother has died. His brother's had a heart attack. And his brother lives up about an hour and a half away on the coast in this very picturesque part of Massachusetts called uh, Manchester, this small fishing village, an archetypal sort of uh, small crab pot fishing village type scene where everyone knows everyone else. Really beautiful town, quite poor, bathed in snow. And he returns for his brother's funeral and finds out that the brother's son, who's about 16 years old, and he takes immediate sort of custodianship during the days that he's got there. But when the will's ready, finds out that he is actually the not only the guardian of his brother's son, the uh, mother having disappeared through alcoholism and, and drug abuse, happy lot. Um, so there's no parent nearby, the, their parents aren't able to look after the child either they've uh, either deceased or moved away so Casey Affleck is basically spends a week in Manchester in uh, Massachusetts trying to get rid of this responsibility whilst also acting on it and uh, that side of things is probably not that uncommon where you know you've got the the younger person who's a bit sort of more a bully and, and happy and the older grouchy person we've seen a million times but not like this uh we find out that there are reasons why ben affleck is hiding in a one-bedroom apartment in a slummy part of boston and has no contact with his past life and he hasn't been there for years either um <clears throat> excuse me we find out that the brother has a congenital heart defect and they've known that he was going to die for many years. Uh, and he's really well played actually by Carl Chandler. He's a really sympathetic guy, just a good solid salt of the earth guy, a fisherman. Um, and there's lots of footage of them sort of out in the boat playing with the younger son. And when he turns up, the son's actually at the end of high school almost. But not old enough to take over the affairs of the state. One of the good things about this film is it shows a lot of the um, logistical side of death. A lot of it is uh, sort of, you know, the, the forms you've got to fill out, the places you've got to go, the things you've got to arrange, the conversations you've got to have that you don't really want to have. It doesn't shy away from all of the very pro-common aspects that are shared universally around the world whenever someone dies, in, in, certainly in the Western world, with all of the legalese you've got to go through. And, and that's quite an interesting part of the film. Um, it's probably not difficult to see the trajectory that the film goes, but not quite, it's not as simple as that. 
we learn that Ben, Aff- uh, that Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, uh, who came to prominence uh, in a brilliant film in a in a vaguely similar role. I think his best role to date was the first film that Ben Affleck directed, the brilliant Gone Baby Gone, where again he played a, a kind of withdrawn, sort of inside aggression-filled person. Uh, that had to deal with some very big issues. And that was a masterpiece, that film. I love that film. He hasn't directed one as good since Ben Affleck, sadly. Um, but here Casey Affleck uh, is shown to have a very, very bad past in the town. And uh, we find out that he, he was married to Michelle Williams, who I love as an actress. She was on a roll about five years ago. She'd done some great stuff, Blue Jasmine, and she even directed a Western that she starred in, which was very good as well. And then I don't know what's happened. She's kind of disappeared off the scene a little bit. I think she's a wonderful actress. She's um, she's the electric in this. Um, and she's the ex-wife. And they have quite clearly had the worst possible end to a relationship you could have. And it is. And it becomes apparent why he is like he is. And basically... The more the, the weird thing about this is a lot of these films, the grumpy old guy becomes, you know, softened. And while Casey Affleck's character warms to his nephew and to the environment, at the same time, things get worse because his past reverberates ever louder. The reasons he left are inescapable and get more and more dominant. In his life, just as his life is actually better by being around his nephew, connected with his f- family from the past, from his friends from the past. Um, at the same time, the weight of what has happened is bigger and bigger and bigger. It sounds like a simplistic plot, but it's not really. Um, this film's got amazing reviews and is being held up as one of the major Oscar contenders for film and a lot of other ones as well, best film, best director, best screenplay, best blah, blah, blah. Um, One of the highlights of the film is the screenplay and the direction from Kenneth Lonergan. He manages to lay out this story, uh, which feels simple on the surface, but the way they weave in, and also I would say this will get an Oscar uh, nomination for best editing, the way they weave in almost... Terence Malick tree of lifestyle past and future where he can sort of blink and it can happen that he will remember something from the past and every time it does it it solidifies and grows what you know about him and it, and what you know about understand about him as well um, and there are some wonderful scenes like the uh, the nephew's real mother had left she left through mental health issues, alcoholism, drug abuse. And there's a really short scene where the son meets up with his mother for the first time and they have this dinner and Matthew Broderick's the, the new husband. And they're like these born-again Christians and everything seems lovely in her life. And over the course of just a couple of minutes, unspoken things just show it to be awful and it's one of the most uncomfortable few minutes. It's just excruciating. Um, there's a lot of skill on here. There's a lot of naturalistic acting. There's a lot where things don't happen in an actorly way, where they will have conversations about things and it feels quite normal. Um, and, you know, the um, like dealing with the hospital, dealing with the funeral parlours, 
and dealing with kind of friends that come to the funeral, stuff like that. Everything's really naturalistic. Um, the cinematography as well. It's be- I was going to say there are flaws in this film, but not many. Um, so not every scene comes off as well as the great scenes, and some of the scenes are, are pivotal ones that maybe don't. It can be a tiny bit dull at times. But outs and the the one thing that really got to me was there are three major life changing horrible events that have happened to these people. Only t- uh, one family, and any one of them would change an entire family's trajectory. And I did wonder whether it was a little bit unartistic to have such an enormous amount of tragedy hit one family. I did wonder about that because it's awful what's happened. Like when you find out what's happened to Casey Affleck's character, it's awful. And so are all the other things that have happened to them. You think, well, how much does one family have to go through? So I wasn't so sure about that, but I would bump it up again from the craft of filmmaking. The cinematography is exquisitely beautiful of this icy snow-swept uh, old-style fishing village. It fits Casey Affleck's mood and character perfectly. The editing is fantastic. Uh, the music, which is occasionally intrusive, but mostly it's really evocative. A lot of classical music, operatic music used in it as well. Um, the dialogue is pure naturalism. And um, the thing that's got him the most cheers is the acting, which is off the charts. Everyone is really, really strong in this. Uh, Casey Affleck is being held up as a favourite for winning Best Actor Oscar. And he's brilliant. He's absolutely amazing in a heartbreaking role. It's a really sad film. It's a very, very sad film. Uh, yeah, I know it's, it's, it is upliftingly in, in sad ways. At times, things go well and things happen that make you feel like he's breaking through this impossible weight that he has on him. Um, but not always, and it's a tragic, tragic story, and a, and and there's a pervading sadness that runs through the whole film, um, particularly when he meets Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams is so brilliant in this film. I'm the biggest flaw in this film is that she's not in it enough. I would put her in three times as much because the character is great. Her acting is electric. She really stands out, and her relationship with Casey Affleck in it is the thing that you just keep wanting to watch. You want to know what's what's happened between them and and how do they feel about it now. Um, so it might sound like a very dour film, but the the craft involved, the acting, writing, directing, and everything is superb. Um, and I think it's a really great film, and I think it's a, a definite contender. I said Arrival was another contender I reviewed last week. This is definitely, on almost every level bar Amy Adams' performance, this is a better film. Um, it's, it's a really beautiful film. It's very moving. Uh, it doesn't take easy answers, and I thought it worked. I thought it worked really, really well. Um, I think I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 for Manchester by the Sea. Like I said, the story might seem slight on paper, but it does fill out its two. I wanted it to go for another hour. It goes for two hours and 20 minutes, but by the end I was going, well, we haven't quite resolved everything. We need to know what's going to happen to these people in the future, and that's a hallmark of a really good story and a great piece of writing and directing. 9 out of 10 for Manchester by the Sea. So far the best of the Oscar contenders I've seen. I was very, very lucky on Saturday night that I chose to go.